Oh, I forgot I had a I had a cold open today. All right, this will probably liven me up. Oh, you did? Sweet. It's a funny one. All right, let me see. Let me see. Should I look at the link or no? Should I? Should yeah, I, you gotta look at the link because I don't. I, I have don't to look at the link. Gotcha. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is this? I don't even want to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this. My answer is already no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a $200 VR muzzle that lets you strap a second bulky device on your head. That's the, that's the funny uh, headline from uh, TechSpot. This is like a conversation. Oh, they have a video. Um, hold on. I got I to gotta mute the video, but we can, we can play it here. So this device, you strap it over your mouth, and then it'll allow you to, like, take conference calls, or you know, carry on conversations with people over like uh, Discord, but without anyone in the room being able to hear what you're saying. So it's like a, it's it's like a. I mean, they call it a muzzle, but it's like it's like a device it's you not, put. <laughs> it's a, it's a microphone. It's like a, it's like a highly a highly. Uh, it's a little soundproof. It's like a little soundproof room you just strap to your mouth. Yeah, it's a it sound is. booth for your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Crowbar Kernel Panic, the podcast at the intersection of Linux and gaming. This week, uh, this episode is pre-recorded and will release on YouTube, on iTunes, and other podcast apps. Please like, subscribe, and comment however you prefer to enjoy the show. You can send us an email at crowbarkernelpanic at pm.me, um, or you can join us on Discord. I have a link to the Discord in the show notes. Um, man, getting through that intro was like tough. I'm like super exhausted tonight. But you know what'll happen? What always happens when we do these shows? I get enough caffeine before the end of the show that like I don't shut up. And so I, <laughs> I'm like dead to the world right now. But after this thing, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep. I'll guarantee it. The muzzle won't work. Yeah. We should start doing these podcasts in a muzzle. So I could lay in. <laughs> I'll lay uh, and the the mu talk quick can't keep going in a muzzle. It's a it's a it's the mu talk the mu talk. You, you know darn well that if this thing ever gets to be any kind of anything, they're gonna call it the muzzle. Yeah. You know it. I'm gonna get me one of those one of those mu talk things, and I can start doing the podcast like in in bed while my wife's asleep. I'll just be laying on the bed, just blah 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 blah. blah. Hello, welcome <laughs> to Crowbar Colonel Panic. <laughs> That's the way we'll do it. I really am tired. We have quite a bit of news. This episode will probably be mostly news, actually. Um, but then we want to talk about the Debian Challenge. We've each done our first week of Debian. Debian cold turkey is what I'm calling it. Um, Debian cold turkey. And uh, so we'll talk about how that's going. I think that the real insight will probably come in the next the next couple episodes after we've used it a little bit more. I have basically just installed it. but um, Okay. But we'll talk about that. Would you rather do Debian now or the news now? Hmm. Let's do let's do the news because I have some stuff I want to talk about. I'm probably not going to remember if I don't get okay. through this news first. <laughs> All right. So there is a new version of Proton, uh, Proton seven dot dash six is released. Uh, lots of new uh, feature upgrades. Lots of new games are working that weren't before. Um, if you uh, 
you were recently trying out a game on on Proton Experimental and it didn't work, then uh, maybe give it another shot. It might be might be working now. They actually, in the uh, show notes, I have linked to their uh, Git their GitHub where they list they list some games that actually are now playables, like uh, um, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection, and then a lot wow. more improvements even beyond that. So that's that's interesting because. Oh, uh, I was using the experimental. That's why mm. I was gonna say Witcher Three Wild Hunt. I- I'm sure they're talking about um, the new 4.0 release of that. And I was like, that that has been working. I didn't have any issue with that, but it's oh. because I was on I was on the experimental, which is technically seven seven uh, point or dash six. That's technically and like it's one before. Were you by any chance using the? Uh... Glorious egg roll version. I was I not. That could also be another. I haven't used it in a while either. Um, no, I haven't had to use it in a while. Oh, they fixed the Japanese keyboard input in Final Fantasy fourteen online. Oh well, so now I can use my Japanese keyboard. Let me get that back. Yeah, right, right out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw Final that's, Fantasy. That's... I saw Final Fantasy fourteen there, and I said, "Oh, why did they approve?" And then I realized it's got something <laughs> got nothing to do with me. Um, Something that does have to do with me that I didn't realize is it says here that Proton Experimental only DirectX 9, 10, 11, and 12 games now require uh, MESA 22 or NVIDIA drivers 510 or newer. So hmm. part of our Debian... Oh, uh, uh, I know where you're going with this. Yeah, so I used the wrong PPA, I guess. Mm. No, no, you probably used the right one because yeah. they they only have up to 510 in their in their repos. Debian, I'm on is. like 470. I'm on something way old. So, oh. Yeah, so I don't know oh, what I that, did. That is strange. Yeah, I don't know what I did. I'd never had this problem in the past. It has to have something to do with uh, the way I installed the drivers. Yeah, because if Debian. you do it from their... Yeah, if you do it from their repo, you get you only get up to 510, the, the mm. you know, 510 version. Um, To get anything more, you have to download it from their website. Uh, unless there is another repo maybe that you can add. But as far as I know, you have to go to NVIDIA's website and download it. Gotcha. No, we'll have to look at that when we get there. The the uh, I noticed this because after I installed Debian, I installed Steam, or installed NVIDIA drivers, installed Steam, and then when I tried to launch a game for the first time, it was saying that my drivers were too outdated. And I just mm. thought, oh, it, it's because it thinks I'm on Windows. And it's confused by like how am I like what oh, what kind yeah. of weird drivers are you using, and so mm-hmm. I tried another game and it did the same thing, and then I reverted back to a previous version of Proton and it worked fine, and right I just I didn't really think about it because the game I was playing it was it was fine as is like I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't need any additional, so I uh, in getting ready for the show I read this I read this note here. And I realized that that was my problem. That's why. Because then if I go to NVIDIA, um, the NVIDIA X server settings, I can see that I am on 470.161. Wow, I'm surprised that even works with your monitor, to be honest. I don't even know. <laughs> I didn't is. even notice until I tried to launch those games. And I and at this point, you know, I noticed it just before the show, so I didn't want to change anything right before we go on mm-hmm. the air. But, yeah, I, it must be – I followed the instructions that you posted on Discord, and I added that PPA, but I noticed that it was, like, for, like, a different version of Debian. So, Wait, is that, is that PPA? Is that a PPA or is it a repo? 
Oh, I don't know. Because if it's a PPA, it's definitely wrong because you're really technically not supposed to add PPAs to Debian. That's only an Ubuntu thing. Oh, okay. I'm I'm using the wrong terminology, but yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm, good. I was right. just I was just wondering because that could be your problem altogether. <laughs> <laughs> I but I noticed it was for a different version. So right. So I uh, I, I yeah, there was a lot it. in that article. I changed it to the to the version that I'm on, mm-hmm. and it installed, but apparently it installed the wrong thing. So, um, anyway, so there's that pro uh, uh, upgrades it, improvements to Proton. Definitely try Witcher Three, the 4.0. Like especially if you have a uh, RTX card. Holy crap, it looks so good. Did you notice a change here? In this, in the oh new? yeah. Oh wow. I can. Okay. You can. What's nice about Witcher is you can live switch. Like you can turn it off and turn it on. Not like you have to go into settings and everything, but you can see instantly the difference. And mm. holy crap, it's like night and day, literally. Wow. <laughs> I love it whenever that happens. Whenever you have some sort of obscure issue with the game that, like you know, you know is like unusual. Maybe it didn't happen before. All of a sudden, it started happening, or a game that like has never really worked for you, and then there's like a new version of Proton comes out, and then all of a sudden it works, and you don't have to make any changes anymore. Yeah, I believe that this. I believe it's that way with Resident Evil. Remember how we used to have to jump all the, through those those hoops to get the yep. old Resident Evil and they fixed the uh, now it just fixed you don't have to do it. Yep. Yeah, um, it's amazing what they've done. <laughs> I know it's crazy. It's Christmas every month. It's Christmas with those Proton guys. <laughs> Um, so, uh, gamingonlinux.com reports, uh, the GameCube and Wii emulator Dolphin got a big speed boost, uh, for Steam Deck. Uh, so. Nice. Yeah. So Dolphin is like the most popular GameCube and Wii emulator. I love Dolphin. I I was going to ask you, I haven't tried it yet. Um, but have you tried it with this new update? So they've promised. Not yet. No. They promised that they. They set their roadmap that they're going to be mm. working on improved uh, Vulcan uh, memory allocation and and better Vulcan support in the future. And this is like mm. their first. This is like their first like update since that since that roadmap. Interesting. Yeah. So so this is what this is what is different with with Dolphin is if you install it on Linux and you're installing the actual Dolphin GUI and all that stuff, mm-hmm. you get a different version than what you would on like a retro gaming console, like what I'm using in, in my living room, the Laka system. That you get the Dolphin Core, which is different. So I'm not sure. I'd have to look in and see what, what the difference is. Um, But yeah, that'd be nice because maybe, because right now I'm running my games at 720p, which is like, I think it's double what the original resolution is. But it'd be really nice to run it at 1080, like at the native resolution of my my TV. Then it would look really good. Yeah, I need to try like all of this talk about emulation on Steam Deck. I still have not tried it. I'm not. Oh, like, like I said, dude, that's all I would use it for. <laughs> I wouldn't I know, even play I, modern games. On I know. It. I'm not like. I'm not like super big on using. Whenever I emulate a game. I'm mm-hmm. trying to also emulate that like past experience. So I want it to be like on a screen. Yeah. I can use a controller and you know, if I could, I would yeah. emulate it. And I've seen people that have like old TVs, So they still have like old mm-hmm. uh, CRT style TVs and stuff. Oh yeah, dude. That's, yeah. that's the way I would try to do it. I think I would try to go. Oh, all so Linus tech tips did a thing with that. Yeah. And, um, like, so I think it was the video, like it didn't translate through the video, mm. but I could, I could definitely see in that video the advantage to having a real 
you know crt tv yeah no. um, with with the real console and and you know all that stuff yeah no it's it's i think we've talked about this in a past episode but like it's really not fair if you run something like uh pcsx uh two or like yeah some sort of emulation uh program and you get all those those pixels without the anti-aliasing it's yep. um on your old t- tv it didn't look this way because right. of the way the TV works, it it kind of rounded mm-hmm. all those pixels, and they kind of it yep. it blended and made sense to that television. It literally, the TV works differently. Like yeah. like physically, the TV yeah. works th- differently, and so you're not <laughs> seeing it the same way. So that's but the but the nice thing about emulation these days is that you can turn on anti-aliasing, and you can kind of mm-hmm. you can upscale graphics and and make it look right. nicer. But that's you so, can, you can emulate like like the old CRT. They they do have some stuff that like kind of gets close to it, and it, it did get pretty close. Yeah, Duck yeah, Station right. has that. I used right. Duck Station to run uh, whenever I was testing out uh, Metal Gear Solid. And it it did that, and it looks better with that turned on. It improved it improved the or not the performance, but the visual. Right, exactly. I'm I, that's cool. The the thing that I had a problem with Duck Station, and I don't know if this was a thing when I was a kid, and I just didn't notice it, or maybe like we were mm-hmm. saying on those old televisions, you couldn't really tell. But like, there's like this shaky effect that happens to a lot. Oh of the yeah, that's right. I remember you background. saying about that. Um, and like I can't get through the game. Because it's so bad, and I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that was that's always so there. Crazy. I don't know if that was always there, or if it's a is a result mm. of the emulation. We need to bring on like an emulation expert. If there's anybody, yeah, right, anybody that's like really into that. Um, hmm. well, I know one guy that's that's really into it. Um, uh, my friend Mike. Uh, Mike, come on the show. <laughs> yeah, he's really into it, but um, uh, he. As far as I know, I don't think he does console emulation like on a TV. As far as I know, I think he does all handhelds. So I mean, it's it's the oh, same difference. Okay, yeah. It's just it's it's in a handheld, like the one I have um, that my friend gave me. And see, I bet that if I were trying to emulate the same thing at the resolution of the um, Steam Deck, it may not as be as noticeable, or if it even maybe that would solve the problem. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so Mozilla, I put in the show notes. Mozilla's being really melodramatic about starting a uh, <laughs> about starting a Fediverse, uh, but Mozilla uh, to explore healthy social media alternative. So what, wait, wait, is the, are they like? Oh, I see, I see what they're doing here. They're they're Gee. doing kind of what Vivaldi did, where Vivaldi is is <laughs> running. Course. They're running their <laughs> own. Uh, what do they call it? Mastodon. They're running their own Mastodon. If you have a, mm-hmm. a Vivaldi account. Uh, Mozilla's, I'm guessing they're going to do a similar thing. Uh, I don't, this article reads like super, like, uh, you know, Mozilla, anytime they do anything, it's like they're changing Uh the face of the internet and the way people interact with each other whenever really, you know, you're just making a web browser. Um, but this is, this is one of those examples where they are working on their own. I guess it's going to be a Mastodon. Um, Mozilla.social. Yeah. We are eager to join the community in growing, experimenting, and learning how we can together solve the technical experience and trustworthiness challenges inherent in hyperscale social systems. Our intention... Buzzwords. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Our intention is to contribute to the healthy and sustainable growth of federated social space that doesn't just operate about operate but thrives 
on hmm. its own terms, independent independent of profit and control motivated tech firms and open decentralized and global social service that puts the needs. I can't even read these like word packed sentences. Um, yeah. But the long and short of it is they're making a, they're making a Mastodon basically. Yeah. I'm reading <laughs> down here. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like, it looks like it says here today we see the rising tide of the Fediverse through Mastodon matrix and pixel fed. Yeah. So, so, so are they wanting to saying, do, so are they wanting to do their, is this them announced? I don't know what this is. Are they saying they're going to, I don't do know their, exactly either. Are they doing their own? Like, are they doing another Fediverse? Like, like, are they creating their own thing? Right. Or are they just making a Mastodon? I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know I hope, either. I hope, I hope they're just making, like, they're going to get involved in all these other. Yeah. Things. If they were doing what Vivaldi's doing, I would probably join it because I, yeah. Cause I thought about joining Vivaldi's. Um, and it exists, it exists today. So maybe I should just do that. Right. But the nice thing, the nice thing about Firefox is if, if they, or Mozilla is if yeah. they did this, it would be mostly, I feel at least it would be mostly Linux people because I think that's the only people who really use Firefox now. I mean, maybe not, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it would, but, it would probably be, you're probably, I think you're probably right either way. I think I don't think Vivaldi's far off from that either. But I don't know. I know people at work that like use Vivaldi that are when that are like developers but they are Windows users. So right. I don't know. I have no well, idea. Well Vivaldi I can see being a Windows thing more so, but Firefox I feel is mostly Linux um I mean I'm sure there's a lot of Windows people still because I know of a lot of people at my school that I or yeah. my work that actually use um Firefox still. Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. Uh yeah, I mean everybody uses Firefox, so it's hard to tell. Like Firefox has like, you know, your grandparents use Firefox and they don't even realize it. Whereas, you know, your you and I use Firefox because it's the default browser on most Linux distros. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, cuz the older older people just go for Firefox because they they had IE and that was garbage so they went right to firefox anyway because that was the only other option at the time so they do point out in this last in this uh last uh paragraph here now is the time as we're living through the consequences of 20 years of centralized corporate controlled social media with a small oligopoly of large tech firms mozilla you're gonna have to explain to me what an oligopoly is um (laughs) tightening their grip on the public square in private hands, our choice is limited. Toxicity is rewarded. Rage is called engagement. Public trust is corroded. And basic human decency is often an afterthought. Um, getting through, getting from the internet we have to the internet we want will be a heavy lift requiring significant investment in scalable, human-centered solutions for users and community safety Product experience and sustainability; these are all big challenges. Yada yada yada. So the only thing, the only thing that I and it's not, it's not specific to this Mozilla article, but the thing that I like about like um, Mastodon and Matrix mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the different Fediverse things is, I like that it is. It's not like rage bait focus. Like, yeah, if you look at any modern social media. 
they they've gotten to the point where like reaction is everything. If you can yep. post something yep. that gets reactions, then your post is more valuable than everyone else's. Mm-hmm. And yep. that encourages people to only post things that intentionally drives reaction. And mm-hmm. so I like the idea that these these more decentralized uh, social media platforms, um, if you could even call them that, are they're not, they don't have that same incentive structure. Um, so I I think that that does make for a better a better social platform. Yep. Um, I still think this article is melodramatic, though. <laughs> yeah, I believe I believe that too. It's very uh, yeah. I might I might but, sign up for the Vivaldi one though, since since like I said, since it exists, I think if I were to, if they both existed today, I would try Mozilla over Vivaldi. But I don't know. We'll see how long maybe it takes for the Mozilla one to come out. Yeah, um, yeah, I'd be interested to uh, to know um, when it's going to come out. Do you remember Unity? Which one? <laughs> uh, desktop or? Uh... Oh yeah, this the desktop. Unity, I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> the Unity desktop. So, uh, Unity X seven dot seven is available for testing. So there is a. I don't. I'm a little confused by this. There's a Unity seven dot seven, and then there's Unity X seven dot seven. Yeah, like, and then they have this, and then they have this like Mac OS looking looking photo right here. So like, you think the X would be like ten? You know how Mac oh, OS true. does, does yeah. ten, but then it's like seven point seven. So so is it ten or is it seven point seven? What is this? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. I didn't think about it that that way. I I gotta tell you. I, the X stands for extra. I grew to love Unity back whenever. Um, I hated it when it first came out. I mean, I hated it, dude. I feel like Unity went from like like hate to nostalgia in like yeah. two years. No, it's true. It was. <laughs> and I think it was out way longer than we realized too. Um, I remember we we talked about this whenever there was a uh, yeah. there was a uh, recent uh, recent. It was like two years ago. Or a year mm-hmm. and a half ago, there was a story that we did uh, when we were on Mintcast together, and I remember having the same conversation then. That like I went from, I can't stand Unity, I'm ditching Ubuntu because they switched everybody to Unity, um, <laughs> to whenever Ubuntu switched from Unity to GNOME. I said, why are they doing this? Unity, <laughs> Unity is awesome. What are they doing? Um, and uh, yeah, I kind of miss it. Looking at these photos, I want to try this. But I don't understand what the difference is between Unity uh, X and Unity. So, like, I I don't I don't well I don't know the difference because I haven't looked into it. But like, I want to know what drove them to call it that versus like you know Unity eight or Unity seven point eight or whatever. Well, they say greetings, Unity lovers. Um, as you're likely aware, we recently succeeded in running Unity seven point seven. No, we weren't aware. Everybody forgot about you until you made a you made a milestone release. Um, based <laughs> based on this effort, we've created a new variant of Unity, presenting Unity X, superseding huh. the previous effort with the same name. What does that mean? What does that statement? Yeah, mean? what does that mean? Superseding the previous effort with the same name, a new variant so- on Unity that retains all the features of Unity Seven. So so, okay. so so why? Um, yet offers even more custom... Okay, here's the difference. Unity X apparently offers even more customization options, like using a window manager 
uh, of your choice with Waylon support coming soon, replacing or even removing the panel, etc. Um, it doesn't even require any of Ubuntu's GTK packages, uh, patches. Uh, the look and feel of Unity X is akin to Unity 7, but with added flexibility. So it sounds like if you want to, if you had Unity and you want to make more adjustments to it than what you what you can, they have mm-hmm. this Unity X, which is the more easily adjusted. So, so to me, it's I like, guess what? the X stands for customizability. I guess so. <laughs> it's extreme. It's Unity Extreme. Oh yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> so why then? Why then do like? Why can't? Why why does anybody need the one that's not as customizable? I guess is the question. Why, why maybe would, for compatibility, like to to keep it with the current LTS? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I do know that there actually is a Unity Eight. That the guy who oh, really? who yep the the guy who makes Time Shift, which is now a Linux Mint project because the guy didn't want to ha- handle Time Shift anymore. That's another story. Um, he actually made a Unity variant and called it Unity Eight. Strange. Yeah, you have to go on his website. Oh, I forget what the heck his name is. Tommy that, Tech or something like that. It's something to that effect. Could that be why? All right, Unity Eight. Is that the one we tried on Mintcast? Unity Eight. No, I don't think so. Because I think you have to pay for this one. Unity Eight. Io. Uh, Lamori. After Canonical announced it, it stopped. Yeah, I think. Yeah, you're right. I actually think this might be the one that we looked at. Okay. Anyway. I don't know. This is confusing, but I kind of want to try it because I do miss Unity, and um, I I I have learned to I've grown to love GNOME. It's actually my it's my dis- desktop of choice now. Um, but for the longest time, I didn't like it, and I would only use Cinnamon, um, and uh, and then in, in or Unity, and then yeah. we just all forgot about Unity and moved on with our lives. And I would like to see it make a comeback. So I might actually try this out. And uh, maybe it'll be part of our Debian thing. You know, I'm already on De- Debian Cinnamon right now. And so maybe I'll install Unity as a second option. And then we could talk about that. Um, I made jokes about how everybody forgot about Unity. But I but and I think that is true. I think everybody did. But I, I wish they didn't. I think <laughs> I, I think it's worth remembering. We all need to we all need to remember it again. Um, so uh, I have another. I actually have two more gaming on Linux com articles uh so gaming on linux reports the open source nvidia vulcan driver nvk begins uh, to run games so we talked about this oh nice uh, it's been several it's probably before thanksgiving now we talked about how the mm-hmm. um oh it looks like it was back in october probably is when we talked about it because that's back in october uh Linux, gaming on linux wrote an article about it that's probably where we got it from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um so this is Based on what NVIDIA open source last year, they're working on an open source NVIDIA driver that is going to um, improve Vulkan, or is it, or it is a Vulkan driver. Yeah, um, yes, right. yes, it is uh, NVK. I imagine that's what the, the V stands for. Um, well, they've actually got it. They've got a game running on it. In the demonstration, the performance was... Not good, but even in the 
even in the comments provided by the developers, they're saying that they understand what went wrong and they know how to improve that. So mm-hmm. it sounds like they're making really good progress. Um, it's probably going to yeah. be a while before any of us actually install yeah. this and use it. But Definitely, it's really I cool agree. to see the progress, um, you know, and it can only go up from here. Yep. And I think I think what's going to happen is they're going to get this whole thing done and get everything working and everything. And by that time, I'm hoping and I think that the... We'll all have um, Intel arcs by then. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, no. I mean, I, you might not be Maybe. wrong. But um, <laughs> but uh, no, I was, I'm hoping that the Nueve or Nueve whatever drivers, the open source ones, will have it implemented already um, and basically be like the um, AMD drivers now. Yeah. I mean, they could use what these guys are making, right? What, That's they, what they're doing as far as I know. Yeah. Um. They're they're trying to incorporate it. I think even right now they're they're working on incorporating it, but it's it's going to take years before they can actually get it implemented. Yeah, I mean it would be awesome having a driver, having an NVIDIA card in my computer, and being a Linux user. It's like every time I install something, I then have to figure out how to install the NVIDIA <laughs> software on that thing. Yep. And it yep. would be so cool if just you know just the Nueva drivers, however you say that, just already had. That sounds everything. good. Yeah, say it fast enough, no one can tell. Yep. <laughs> Driver. <laughs> All right. This one was your article, but this is Bluetooth support for the Stadia controller is now live. Now, Stadia was canceled. Yep. And I didn't even know. I never even looked at this controller. I had the yep. uh, Amazon controller, and then I think I right. threw it away or something. Um, you lost it. Remember? I, you, yeah. You, and you, it's still it's so lost. To it. Yeah. It's so yeah. lost that I had to have thrown it away. Um, <laughs> it's so, so lost in the trash. So I'm guessing. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I unless I ate it, I don't know where it's at. <laughs> um, so th- it looks like if you bought one of these Stadia controllers, even though Stadia has gone over under, you can use the controller on your system. Is that what it is? That yep. What this so is? they're gonna unlock the Bluetooth um controller on it, so that ah. you can just connect straight to Bluetooth. Um, before it was proprietary, you couldn't you couldn't connect it except for with a Chromecast or Chrome or whatever to wow. stadia directly now they're just going to do it my question is 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 this them being a good steward of their technology so that it doesn't go to like you know the dump or is this like they're backed into a corner because everyone was ticked off uh, a little about, bit of a little bit of column a, a little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit, of, a both. Little bit yeah. of both i think what else what else were they gonna do they they had oh, right. people buy all these these stadia controllers Maybe still in return yep. policy within some cases. And yep, uh, yep. yeah, they had to do something with them. But this also yep. shows you that like they could have done this all along. Like it wasn't some kind of proprietary, all they're using some kind of weird technology to make it more compatible with their with their Stadia application. They they right. like to me, if you if I was in the shoes of the of of Google or whoever it is that owns Stadia or a service like this. I would also make the the controller Bluetooth capable. What are you losing? What what are you losing by enabling that? And this shows that they intentionally disabled that feature and made it only usable with their product for arbitrarily no reason whatsoever. I believe the reason they did it is because they were giving these controllers away at a loss because of how cheap they were. 
And oh. they didn't want people to just bu- be buying them to not use them with Stadia. Yeah. You know, just to, just to have a cheap controller. So uh, okay. that was their whole play. And then they unlocked them now because Stadia is gone. And they're like, you know what? Who cares at this point? You know, I see what you're saying. I still think it's it was like that move. lock-in factor, you know, <laughs> that you have to pay for Stadia if you yeah. had this. But now that Stadia is gone, there's no way to pay, so yeah, just unlock it. Yeah, but that would be like that would be like um, that would be like if the Steam Deck was released, you running Linux, but yep. designed in such a way that you couldn't boot anything else on it except for Valve's version of Steam OS. Yep, but they chose not to do that just because they're not assholes <laughs> yeah exactly well no i'm not saying that this is like good by by no Google no i to, no i you know. i know i know you're not advocating for it but no i think it's a good explanation yeah i think it's good that they did it I, i'm I'm really glad that they did this because there would have been a ton of e-waste right yeah. there you know just gone yeah forever in the trash <laughs> yeah and i won't say that had no factor into their decision making but yeah i think it was more i less... get what you're saying though with the steam deck though because they could have easily said yep steam os that's it you're not screwing around with this thing no windows no pop os no anything can't go to desktop <laughs> mode all you can do nope d- yep no desktop. all you can do is use the steam interface and you can only play oh, games dude. that you can buy through steam. can you imagine the outrage if that happened i can't they would they would have had to reverse I can imagine the outrage from people like us, but at, at the same time, I think there would be plenty of people that just would never know the difference. Um, I was watching something the other day, and somebody was talking about how they got this cool new Steam Deck, and they love it. And they, I'm sure this person has no idea that they are using Linux or that this is like, you know, they just they just bought a Steam Deck, and it boots up the Steam, yep. and they can buy they can play their Steam games on it, and that's all they care about. Yeah, um, they just know it runs Steam. That's it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Steam, which is, Steam in a box. <laughs> it's which is a huge like success story. I mean, oh yeah, it's such no a lie. great product that you don't need to be a nerd to to know how to use it. Um, yeah, my dad. Oh, I hope my sister. Uh, <laughs> hope she doesn't listen to the podcast. I'm, it's very unlikely she listens to the podcast. My dad recently got my my younger sister a um a switch. And mm. I, and I immediately I said I was thinking oh man should he should have got a Steam Deck and and because she she already has a Steam account she plays a right. bunch of weird little games she's she's weird um she plays a bunch <laughs> of games that like I would never play but like they don't require much resources she plays them like on like yeah. my dad's laptop and stuff and um I was thinking oh man she would love Stray. And so I looked to oh. see if it was available on the Switch, and it's not available on the Switch. And I was just like, God, he made such a mistake. He should have got her a Steam Deck. <laughs> it's crazy. If if you're buying a Switch these days, I think you're you're well. If you're like a if you're like wanting it for Nintendo, then I, I yes, guess. right, right. I agree with you there. If you are like a diehard Nintendo guy, yeah. you have no choice. You really don't. Yeah. But yeah, if you if you're even remotely swaying on that, yeah, get get a Steam Deck. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, the Debian challenge, how was your yep. Debian, how was your Debian week been going? So, well, <laughs> you've been using at Debian. first it was a little rocky. You've been using it longer than I, when it, you, in, you had it installed in the last episode, right? Yeah, I did. I literally installed it right before the episode. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's how long. Okay. Yep. So yeah, so. it's been a little over a week. Um, yeah, it started off rocky because see, 
I always I always want to try for flat pack. I always want to like be like, yeah, flat pack. Oh, okay. You know, I can get it anywhere. I can use it anywhere. Yada yada blah blah blah. It should be the same. No, it's never the same. Never. So yeah. like, I was I was using the flat pack Steam, and now I realize I realize now that they are packaging it for Arch, and I believe that now that they have been doing that. It's it's not working as well on Debian systems. The the flat pack version of it. So yeah. like like Witcher wouldn't wouldn't load. Um Horizon Zero Dawn I had issues with, I had to fix. Uh it really there's another game. It really shouldn't matter though, right? It shouldn't matter, no. <laughs> but something's different. Something is different. And I'm, the only thing I can contribute it to is the fact that they're using Arch now because I remember when I used the flat pack before on any kind of Deb distro, Debian distro, um, including Mint, I would have no problem. All the games would work. Nothing, nothing would be a problem. Now, the only reason at first I thought maybe it's Debian. Maybe they don't have something installed. You know, whatever a compatibility thing. Who what, knows? What kind of problems are you running into? So Witcher, let's see here. Witcher three wouldn't start because it needed something to do with um, Vulcan. Yeah, there was some sort of Vulcan issue, and it said the version is too old, yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay. So I probably could have fixed it, to be honest. Um, but I was like, all right, so that one, I'm just going to bench that for now. Then Horizon Zero Dawn, I needed to do, what was it? Oh, I needed to bring it back a couple of Proton versions to get it to work. Um, and then it then it worked. I, I'm pretty sure that's what I did. Um you- oh, there's another there was another game too. There was two other games I know that had some sort of issues. I got them working, but I did have some sort of issues with them. And you're positive you're on 510 Nvidia graphics. I'm I'm on 525. Oh wow. Okay. I'm on the newest of the new because I got them right from the right from the uh Nvidia Okay. This just sounds like really it? similar symptoms as to what right. I was thinking. When you mentioned it, I thought the same thing. Hmm. But what what negates all of that is the fact that I found you that I found that article that I sent you about installing Steam, mm-hmm. and I did it that way through the Deb, no problems. Every game works fine. Hmm. I didn't follow that uh, that guy just because I had already gotten it installed and everything's been working. Yeah, but I think I also well, that's fine. Yeah, Deb uh, package. Yep. The, well, I mean, that's I just I so just use that because my philosophy. I it would work. My philosophy is. I, and maybe it's I'm just still old school, but like I avoid the flat packs um, because I always try I don't to, blame you. I try to always install things by the app installer of the OS. So I try to apt install right. if I can. I try to DNF install if I can. Pac-Man install right. if I can. And then I work backwards from there. And, and the resort reason, to that if you have to. Right, exactly. That's the way I think about it. I understand the other philosophy too. The other philosophy is like what you said, it should be the same every time. So if you use a flat pack, right. it should be the same no matter what OS you're installing it on. Exactly. Um, and I don't know why, I don't know what would be happening to you there. There must be just some other kinds of dependencies or something that's using outside there's, of the flat pack. Well, like like it said, Vulcan. It had something to do with Vulcan with mm-hmm. um, what's yeah. its face, uh, Witcher. So it must have been it must have been missing something, mm. some something between the flat pack and and the Vulcan version because it was the newest one. So it's not like it you know it was definitely reporting the wrong version. So, yeah, huh? Something was mismatched. Crazy, crazy. 
my experience has been so when I first when I first tried Debian, I tried the KDE version because on the show last week, uh, we were we were getting a little too uh, we were getting a little too wild last week, and I said I would try KDE, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> I I remember I said I hadn't tried KDE in in years. I, I guess it has been I guess it has been at least more than one year. Whenever Neon came out, I tried it. Um, KDE. Oh, the Neon. new Neon, the new version. No, that well, yeah. Whenever, whatever, whatever version that was, like whenever they released that, oh, try like the first one. And that's oh, you're probably, talking about when Neon first came out. That's like the first time I've it's been a while. That's yeah, it's been <laughs> yeah. We were doing Mincast at the time. I don't remember how long ago that was, and I have no concept of time, especially not tonight. I'm exhausted, boy. Um, I thought the caffeine would have kicked in by now. Um, so I don't know what the hell I was thinking. I don't know why I thought I should try KDE. But I did. I did Debian KDE edition, and um, I installed it. Nothing worked. Not a single thing worked. Um, Gosh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, not a thing worked. So, like the first package I tried to install, it wouldn't let me sudo, and I couldn't figure out why. What? Yes, yes. Weird, weird stuff was happening. Now that didn't oh. have that didn't have anything to do I with know- KDE. Yeah, I, I know what happened there. That was just the first time you use sudo on. You need to do it in a terminal, um, just to knock that first little great re- power comes great responsibility little saying they give you. You knock that out of the way, and then it worked after that. But the KDE okay. trouble was so I would download so I couldn't. I was downloading Debian packages, and mm-hmm. I couldn't install .deb packages. So I would download mm. a deb deb package, double click on it, nothing would happen. Right click on it, choose application. I'd I'd choose whatever the K like the Caplication installer, whatever they call it on KDE. <laughs> Got application. Yeah, everything is just whatever you call it, but with a K at the beginning. That's what that's what <laughs> they do. Um and uh it wouldn't launch, it wouldn't work. And I was like, Oh, why on earth would I need to install a dot deb package on Debian? You know, like why would that even be possible? What am I thinking? I'm that's, <laughs> an, that's thinking? an absurd that's an absurd <laughs> thought to have. And so then I go to like the software center and it's like the K software center or whatever. And <laughs> I I can't get anything to install there. And I just I I was like losing my mind. I was like this is not this Debbie's not that complicated. It shouldn't be this hard. <laughs> and I guess that the KDE version of Debian is just not tailored very well to Debian. It, yeah, definitely um, not. Because I'm sure that if you download the KDE version of Ubuntu, download Kubuntu, I'm sure you don't have this trouble. No, um, no. So Still I don't like it, but you don't have that trouble. <laughs> right. So I just, I just said, you know what? I'm not dealing with this. And I uninstalled it and I installed the cinnamon version and um i've had no trouble whatsoever i even nice nothing at all uh it's it actually is kind of a boring review because i just feel like i'm running uh linux mint maybe linux mint debian edition at best um but it's actually uh, did you theme it yet uh no i'm just using the regular cinnamon theme i haven't changed anything yet um it doesn't look i can't look at that Eh, I know. I can't look at it. It's too. It's too old looking. It, it, <laughs> I'm like, is this XFCE? It does look dated. You know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy is the um, it's I I loved that. I loved this interface. This was 
the king for me for many, uh-huh, many uh-huh. years. And now that I'm used to using GNOME, this feels so outdated. Mm-hmm. Having I know to exactly scroll what you're through saying. a menu, like it is so weird how like it's, my it's paradigm, hard for me. Yeah. Yep. My paradigm has completely shifted that you know, if I were to use this for a couple more weeks, I would be used to it and I would be like back to like cinnamon baby, this is the way to go. <laughs> um but I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> I'm trying Unity. Between now and the next episode, I'm installing Unity 7.7. Oh, you can get Unity on Debian. Uh, no, I'm just going to install it. Why not? All right, here we go. <laughs> it's not time a, for everything to break. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a it's not a supported package, but I'll just install it and try it. It'll, it'll work. Sure, it'll work. It's got to be wetter. Don't than, use the PPA. What if I install Unity and everything has a U at the beginning of the name of the application? <laughs> U applications. It's the the uculator. <laughs> the urminal. <laughs> the urminal. <laughs> U Explorer. Yeah, it's just U everything. Um, I'm sorry. I'm, I think I'm, that's what they should do. <laughs> I'm, I'm goofy tired now. It's all good. It's um, all good. So... I installed, I put in the show notes, I installed NVIDIA and I mistakenly installed the old version. I haven't figured out what I did there yet. I have, I'll have to fix it after the show. I'm scared yeah, to fix I'm it. I'm interested to know what you did. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I installed Steam without any, without any issues except for the, the issue where I had to revert back to an old version of Proton, but that was not a problem with Steam. I've got to fix my NVIDIA driver. And then I found this, uh, I found this cool application um, called NOLA. Have you seen this? No, I've never. I've never. Let me. Nala uh, or Nola? N A L A. Okay. How yeah, would yeah. you say that? I'm going to Nala. Uh, I would. I would personally say it Nala. I'm going to. Uh, I can't spell so. <laughs> <laughs> Nala. That's probably right. So basically, you install this Nala application, and it replaces apt. Any commands you would type apt or apt get. You just type Nala, and it's just a it's just a nicer, like more graphical interface to install um, Debian packages. Um, that it, looks that yeah, looks nice. It looks cool. It actually kind of reminds me of um, only it's got you know pretty colors. It reminds me of um, uh, Pac Man a little bit. Yeah, interesting. So you type Nala instead of apt, or can can you like? Can you like do a like double? Yeah. Uh, what do you want to call? It? Uh, you oh, want to? Um, yeah, you want to like link um, alias a double alias. alias. Yeah, you want <laughs> to alias it back to apt. I don't think you can go that. I don't think you can go both ways. That would be funny. Uh, How does your app look so cool? <laughs> because I'm awesome. <laughs> I was reading this article to see just replace the app with all. Yeah. I figured if if that if there was some way to do that, it would be in this article. But it looks like you just need to get used to typing Nala instead of apt. You know, it's kind of like on on uh, on Arch where like you you yeah use Yay instead of instead of Pac Man. Yeah, use Yowert or Yay instead of Pac Man. Yeah, I think it's Yowert. I think that's the whole thing. But you just type in Yay. Yay's the new one. The OG, yeah. OG one was Yowert, and I think it got. I think it. Oh, I thought Yay was was Yowert. It's just. The short version. I think people the, quit it, using Yowert because of some huh. security reason or something. Interesting. I don't know. I'm not in the. Uh, I'm not in the Arch community the way I used to be. We're in the Debian community now, boys. <laughs> yeah, we're, de- <laughs> we're Debian. We were. 
we all were, we see is gray beards everywhere. <laughs> we were fedora for the long longest time. Now this 2020 2022 was the year of fedora. 2023 <laughs> is going to be the year of Debian. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. <laughs> all right. Um I guess next week we'll do another check-in. I think I want to do some like tests on um Yeah, I'm going to need to install some test applications and yeah. see what's going on. Yeah, let's try to do some. Uh, I don't know what we could test because I didn't get any. I didn't get any metrics before <laughs> on Fedora, well, just, so I can't compare it. <laughs> so we can just like do some tests, get the metrics, like say what they were, and then like yeah. when we do our next one, we we'll just compare. do that test and we'll just keep adding to yeah. the list. So we have our old test results from the various uh, Fedoras and Ubuntu's and Arches. That's true. But but I have completely different hardware than we did back then. So all my tests will be mm, yeah. Like yeah, I'm gonna do way better. <laughs> <laughs> Man, look at all this improvement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I gotta tell you, it's not because of it's not because of Debian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think we start a new set of tests this year. And maybe that's what we could do is throughout the year we'll try to keep record of them. We need to make a tab on our website where we can put um, I forget we even have a website because it automatically know, me too. it updates automatically. It doesn't require me to go and, and change anything. When whenever we post a show, it just pulls it. Um, but we need to make a tab on our website that shows the test results, and so we can start posting them there for each. Yeah, each that'd distro be we do. Um, so so I guess I guess that's what we need to do this week is kind of devise a testing plan. That way, we can yeah. do the same one every time. Yep. And I think that'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, so much of it is reliant on, like, your graphics card. Like, do you really think there's going to be a big difference between, like, a 3D Mark 06, 3D Mark 23? I don't know what, I don't know if they, do they change it every Mm year? A 3D Mark test versus a 3D Mark test. On two different distros, do you think there's really going to be a dramatic difference? I, I highly so doubt it. So the thing is, the thing is, there's there's going to be a, a point of of diminishing returns, right? No matter what, because you can only have so much power with your graphics card. That's it. Yeah, got, that's it. Yeah. So I don't think there I would be think, a lot of difference. Yeah, I don't think well, that'll be a good test actually. And 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 the the benchmark, the problem with the benchmarks is is that it doesn't show you the nuanced stuff that you notice. Because I don't notice my frame rate dropping unless it gets really low. Right. But I notice those frame stutters. Yeah, so I think that should be the better test is, but how do you quantify that? Like, so... That's that's like the thing, like, <laughs> count the frame stutters. Okay, I got, I got five frame stutters this minute. <laughs> so I think what we should do is we should pick so, some examples that we know that we'll always have. So, like, Elder Scrolls Online is something that we both have. And no matter yeah. what distro we oh, use, yeah, yeah. that's easy to mm-hmm. install. And yep. and then the way we measure it maybe is we try to go to the same place around the same time right. of day and see if there is a significant... We can turn on a frame rate. And I wonder, so, is there a way to track your frame rate? <laughs> I can't say it. Is there a way to track rate. your frame rate in game so that like I run a game and then at the end of the game I yes. can see what my average frame rate was. Um so there is a project called Mango HUD. Oh what? and I've used them before. And you know you know how um you know how uh what's their faces um afterburner you could see the little stats on the side of the monitor yeah. you know on the on the upper right left hand corner. 
It's the yeah. exact same thing. You could even see the frame stutters because there's a graph. You could set it to have a graph, and every time it like drops down in milliseconds like this, it'll uh, well, you know, it'll create a dip or whatever. So I know Mango HUD, but I and I've never maybe I'm maybe I'm misunderstanding what it is. I see it as something that you can run while you're playing a game and watch your frame rate as it's happening. But will it actually right. make you a report afterwards? That's what I, I want. I don't believe so, but there is an average frame rate counter. So you could just document what that is at before. So we try to we we try to say we try to stick to the same area, the same time of day, and there's going to be things that we can't factor for, like a like an expansion launch is going to be busier than a. Yeah, of course. We can't right. factor for that kind of thing. So we we try our best. And we can also test with with offline games too. Yes. Oh, that's even better. Yeah. Um and then we we try to pick like a time. Like we say we're going to do it for 10 mm-hmm. minutes or whatever and then jot down what the the frame rate was. I you might be able to do a report with it to be honest. I haven't really looked into it, but um I know you at least can get the average frame rate and the average um frame uh 1 1 uh, 1% or whatever. You know, the 1% frame rate? Forget what yeah. that's called. Um, I don't know. I know you can get you can get the averages of a lot of things um, with Mango HUD. I'm reading their... Uh... It's actually a really cool project. I really like it. No, yeah, I've known about it for a while, and it does look cool. I see it in um, like YouTube videos a lot. Right. Um, all right, so we'll start there and see if we can't just... Just got to make sure we can get it on uh, Debbie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be the... If a distro we can't install Mango HUD on, which they have installation, it looks like they have installations for uh, Debian, Ubuntu, Fedora, Solus, OpenSUSE. Oh, good. And then they even have a flat pack. I was just about to look it up. I was going to see if they have a flat pack. Yeah, they have one on their <laughs> on their GitHub. So this looks like the way to the way to go. Um, that plus we'll do the other benchmarks just because they're fun to see the to see the big numbers. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> or the small number, depending. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, uh, I'm about to die, so I think this is the end of the episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll get back together next week um and uh hopefully have some test results from Debian. Hopefully. From, from the Debian challenge. All right, see you next week. Peace. See ya.